our next guest, Sir David Fagan. You've heard the mood from the boardroom. Let's find out what the mood is from the wool shed. He spent a lot of time in one of those these days, possibly spending more time in a milking shed. Just one more before he, David's just come in. He's at his brother's John's place, so he hasn't. He didn't hear the story about the turtles, the wasteful government spending. But here's another beauty for you: a hundred and fifty thousand dollars of taxpayer money for altering gang members' tattoos to be more politically correct, woke if you want, removing the word New Zealand off their tattoos and replacing it with Aotearoa. I don't think we should be changing anyone's tattoos on taxpayer dime, no matter what they're changing it from and to. It's our money that we've worked hard for yeah, that's okay. being spent on their tattoos. Right, let's uh, get the, the mood of the wool shed, uh, David, David Fagan. So David Fagan, to call him by his correct name, are you an angry man out there in the provinces? No, I know I wouldn't say angry. I'm excited, actually. <laughs> I'm excited. I was excited about the World World Rugby World Cup, but I'm actually more excited about it for um, October. Can't wait to get it done and dusted. Well, you might have a belated birthday present, my friend. Well, I tell you what, there'll be a lot of people leaving the country if it's not, because I, I stopped with someone yesterday and they've already booked a flight to Australia and they said they're going if, uh, if we don't get a change. Yeah, see, I had Chris Hipkins on earlier in the show, and I know you didn't hear that. But and I, I, to be honest, he's not a bad bloke. But he—he's—I don't think he be- even believes what he's spouting or waffling out there. He's talking about how well received the government is in the regions. They're detested in the regions. No other word for it. Yeah, look, it's 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 run its course. People, we just need to get through the next next two weeks and move on. It's um, people are over. The situation we're in, and from the rural sector, yeah, and I think in much wider New Zealand too. Yeah. Um, we need some good money managers in charge now and get the business of New Zealand running because without the business running, the rest doesn't tag along. Yeah, and, I know. Um, I, I, I know. We're disincentivising the productive sector, and of course, yeah. farming's leading the charge on that one. Just the the stat that we've talked about earlier this week over the past six years: 20 to, twenty-two or twenty new regulations, laws and reforms have been introduced or will be introduced in the coming years by central and local government, all affecting agriculture, um, primarily in around climate change, freshwater and biodiversity. Too much, too hard, too soon, David. Sonoda yeah, Fogan. Just, just bring back some common sense to every decision we make in the government. Bring back some common sense. Well, we can all do something about that. Hey, uh, let's talk about sharing. The competitive sharing season's underway now, Rowena tells me, in Alexandra. It's, that's correct. Uh, the New Zealand Fine Wool Championships or Merino Championships are on in Alexandra as we speak with the wool handling and, and uh, tomorrow with the open sharing, etc. And two New Zealand team places up for grabs with the winner of the open and the winner of that wool handling, shearing, and wool handling and shearing, making the team to join everyone to head to Australia at the end of October. David, so, yeah, everything back on track, it's great. For the uninitiated, how much more difficult is it for a shearer who, who predominantly, I guess like you, sure, crossbreds in their career, how difficult is it for you to, to share merinos? Um, it's, just a different, it's just a different format, and um, that's why, I, for, for, well, for decades, I would go down to Alex and People say, "Why are you going down there? You don't you don't get around the merinos as much as everyone else." And I say, "Well, I'm <clears throat> I'm there paying homage to the people that do." And you know, I saw for many years going to the winters in Australia and that, and they're they're a challenging. They're actually really interesting, and it's it's not boring sharing merinos, believe it or not. It's quite a challenge, and um, yeah, the guys that are good on them, there's no doubt about it. You've got to take your hat off to them. 
Give me a big fat Romney any day. Hey, David, just to finish on, how, how are things in the King Country? You're farming, uh, your dairy farm, anyhow, is just outside of Tekawiti. How's the season treating you? Yeah, not too bad. We're, we're still waiting for these warmer days. We've had too much, well, too much rain earlier on, obviously, and then um, too much cold weather. It's been a really slow, slow season to get the growth going. I think every farmer in the in the region is the same, and, and um, we just need some warm, hot days to keep things going, but yeah, big big changes really. I think on on most farmers' agenda now is, is cost saving. Um, we've already taken action to make sure that we can survive, and it's about surviving the next twelve months, two years probably. And um, yeah, it's just it's just a matter of staying in business really. Well, during these tough times with the with the way the dairy prices and prices of um, costs going up everywhere for everyone. Well, you might have to get on the handpiece again, David. I'm just uh, joking. You've probably done the, the you've done the yards there. You're leaving it to your son, Jack. Thank you very much for your time. Always appreciate it. No problem. Cheers, Jamie.